Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we have analyzed the Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. I am Scott Corelli. I have been and always will be Nick Menez in the news. Oh my God, that that was a dream come true, Nick, because since our first season, I was hoping you would end our final episode by saying exactly that. Well, I'm I'm glad I could deliver. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) um all right well uh we are here with our final regular episode uh of uh of of back to the future minute and uh we we have some we have we're going to talk a little bit about what the future of the show looks like through the end of the summer our series finale that whole thing it'll be a slow Uh, death yeah it's going to be a slow death um but uh uh you know this is uh this is sort of like the initial nail in the coffin and uh the it's gonna be but it's gonna be a party we got we got some lightning round questions from some people in the facebook group and uh also a a final email uh to cover and it's uh it's some good stuff so um make sure that you listen to the whole thing we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about and get through uh but let's start off with um some lightning round questions uh on the uh facebook group let's do it so, uh, our first one comes from John Garcia, who is one of the uh, two hosts of the new Toy Story Minute podcast that just launched on Dueling Genre. Um, so, if uh, you're into, you know, the Pixar movies and specifically the Toy Story movies, uh, you should check out uh, John's show. Uh, it's uh, it's really good. Did you, did you get a chance to listen to the pilot yet? Um, you know, I, I did. They, they are some, they are some, some good, some good, solid boys. Yeah. <laughs> good, solid boys. <laughs> um, I think it, I'll write that in their iTunes review. <laughs> it, is, it, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, it is weird. That they were born. I mean, that it's nothing compared to our age difference. So I feel like a, a jerk for even bringing it up, but it's, it is crazy to me that they, they were born the year that Star Wars came out. I mean, that Toy Story came out because. I remember when Toy Story came out. Like, mm-hmm. so, so do it, I. So it's like, oh, they were, they were, they were, they were just born. That's crazy. But it's, but it's cool because it's just like me with Back to the Future. I was born the year Back to the Future came out. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Like 10, 10 years previously. So yeah, that's kind of cool. They have a really, they have a really cool energy that's really distinct and different from ours and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter's and Spider. It, yeah. So, it it yeah I can't wait for you guys to to get obsessed with it and listen to it yeah so go go check that out uh, and he asks if you could change any one element in the first movie what would it be and how would it affect the sequels say that one more time if you could change any one element in the first movie what would it be and how would it change the, the sequels? sequels okay do you want to go first or you want me to go first. I'll go first. Okay. The ending. Go on. I would not, I would, I would end it differently because the way that the film ends is so great if they're not making a sequel, but because they made a sequel, they were stuck Yeah. with uh, what they had set up at, in the ending. And so if I could change one thing, it would be warning them, hey, you're going to make a sequel, so think about how you want to end this. I don't know how I would how I would change it, but I think I would have given them a warning of like, maybe don't put Jennifer in the car because you're not going to want to deal with her in the sequel. Yeah. You know what so I mean? Like, don't, don't, even, don't even make it seem like that's an option. Right. Right. Because then, like, then it, you're just going to look bad because yeah. you're just going to knock her unconscious yeah. and she's going to be an unconscious lady prop. Yeah. For like bring, a bring, in, of the movie. bring in like Reese and Foley. They like bring in new female characters right. in part two. Like have right, right, ha- have Marlene be played by an actress or something. Right. 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 Um, so uh, so that's that would be the one thing I would change in the first movie because it's the only thing and it's perfect as it stands in the movie by itself. It's just how it affects the sequels is the problem. And so that's the thing I would change. 
Um, I think the one thing I would change in the part about, about, about part one, like if I, for some reason, if I was just like an old college buddy of Bob Gales and Bob Zemeckis and they like, let me read the draft of back to the future that became the you know, that was on the screen. Uh, mm -hmm. I would be, I would want, my note would be that I want more f uh, from the friendship of Marty and George. Yes, is I I think because I think the because the, we we you know from the pilot we said this you know the the germ of an idea that birth Back to the Future was Bob Gale wondering if he would be friends with his dad if they were if they were both the same age, right? And and I, and I think over the course of draft after draft after draft after draft, I think that concept yeah went away. Yeah, and and that's such a that's such a beautiful uh, idea to me for a comedy that mm -hmm. like it it it, it, it I, a little part of me when i think about it is like like ah oh, we kind of they kind of lost that um but that's you know you have to you have to lose stuff to, for perfection you know yeah it's true um yeah and the only other thing that i would uh i would say is it would be cool if jennifer was in it more yes absolutely my my, my first instinct was Jennifer goes back in time with Marty, but then that he that would ruin the the lonely the isolation that he feels, you know. Right, and the Lorraine thing, it and the Lorraine thing, yeah. Mess with that. Um, she should go back to another time. She should go back to like, uh, <laughs> like the the like the seventies. They're ten years apart. <laughs> yeah. Twenty years apart. Uh, so our next question uh, is a lightning round from uh, from uh, past guest of the show. Uh, Triple Crown guest of the show, Chris o Chris O'Connor. Mm -hmm. uh, so his first question is: Fighting Chris if, yeah, if uh, J uh, if if George R R Martin wrote Back to the Future, how would Marty have died at the Red Enchantment under the Narrow Sea dance? Um, I think it would have been a trap by Biff and his goons. Mm hmm. Um, like, I think I think his head. I think it would have gotten his head cut off by some sort of overhead stage yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then it's, it's like, and then end on his severed head, but then George has to become the protagonist in the wake right. of, of, you know, kind of like a, kind of like a, a Rob Stark kind of way in the absence of his, you know, he has to rise to the occasion. Right. Um. Although I do think I, I, I really, as much as we were not into alternate 1985, I love the idea of a Game of Thrones television series set in alternate 1985 Hill Valley. Yes. <laughs> if we, I wouldn't feel right about ending this if we didn't pitch one more Back to the Future TV spinoff. Yeah, it's true. So there it is. Um, ga game of Biff? Game of know. Biff. When you play uh, the game of Biff, you make like a you you win or you make like a tree and get out <laughs> uh alternate color schemes for the delorean um i would be imagine if it had the same color scheme as as as, as movie one marty oh yeah that'd be cool like the doors are orange mm -hmm. and the and the, and the bod the rest of the body is like plaid yeah. like it, there's it kinda, like blue tires yeah. like blue jean tires like it kind of has the look of almost like a safety raft kind of because of the oh cooking. yeah sure um i i think uh i also think like shiny jet black Ooh, yeah uh, totally would be would be interesting kind of like a Battlestar uh, galactica kind of chrome yeah Darth vader kind of black chrome yeah yeah uh what if marty were into metallica instead of huey lewis what if it's funny it's so funny you say that what if everything about delorean and about the delorean is the exact same but on the hood of the car is an exact painted replica of the cover of, of sports by huey lewis of the news <laughs> uh no, I, and i think perfect. that I, I think if Marty was into Metallica, um, he would be wearing uh, he would have been wearing a Metallica shirt the whole time because yeah. Metallica fans love to tell people they're Metallica fans with every item of clothing yeah. they own. And then that they hate they've hated Metallica for the past 20 years. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he'd be wearing a Metallica shirt, I think. Um, uh, and I, and I, and I think Eric Roberts, Marty was probably into Metallica based on, uh, his, uh, the clothes he was wearing. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. What did I say? You said Eric Roberts and I had like a nightmare. Oh, Eric Roberts. Yeah. Eric that Stoltz. Would, that would be horrifying. Yeah. Eric Roberts. Actually, Eric Roberts is Biff. Hey, my. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, my. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Genuinely scary. Wait. Oh, my uh, God. Let's see. Eric. Eric Roberts is Jailbird Joey. Mm. Boom. We did That's it. good. I like that. We finally did it. Uh, Eric Roberts is Jailbird Joey. That's He's perfect. Lorraine's brother. <laughs> so, oh God, uh, that makes Lorraine like kind of, uh, 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 what's Julia. her face? Um, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept wanting to call, I kept wanting to say Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm like, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. <laughs> it was, uh, alternative fantasy casting for back to the future produced in every decade of Hollywood beginning in the silent film. All right, Chris, um, Let's uh what 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 what's your what what's a decade you want to do an alternate casting? We'll do we'll each do one. Okay. Um Tippy Hedren Not, as what decade is that? She's from this <laughs> I, 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 I was going to do it. I was going to do what you said. Um oh. No, no, no. Just get pick a decade and do okay. do a decade with alternate casting and I'll pick a decade and do it. Okay, you okay, pick okay, let, let's pick decades first. Okay, I pick 90s. You pick 90s, I will pick 70s. All right, go, 70s. Okay. Who's your Marty? My Marty is Kurt Russell. Ooh, interesting. I would have went with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, 90s. Uh, uh, 90s, Marty McFly. Um, Oh, man. I don't want to... I guess Freddie Prince Jr., right? I guess that's who you'd pick. What about? No, he's not funny. I was going to say Leonardo DiCaprio, but. Uh... Uh, he'd be. I, I mean, he's funny. I mean, like Wolf of Wall Street's funny. That's true. Yeah. He's funny. That's true. That's um, true. What about Will Well, Oh, oh, yeah. He'd be good. Eric Matthews. Yeah. He might be too old, though. And by the nineties, but 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 like, and not to say that like Michael J. Fox wasn't too old, yeah. but he, he made it, but he didn't look too old. Yeah. That he was the time difference. machine out of a DeLorean. Like it would have been just been yeah. like, oh my god, my day with the president's daughter. That's my next podcast. My day with the president's <laughs> daughter minute. My date with the, the president's, president's daughter. daughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. No, Wilfred Dell is good, but yeah, I, I think I'd go uh, either Leonardo DiCaprio or um. Uh, What's it? I already forgot his name. Um, Wilfred L. Wilfred. No, 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 no. The, the Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Right. Who was, who were teen actors in there? No, no, wait. Uh, yeah. Okay. Freddie Prince. All right. Freddie okay. Prince Jr. For sure. Freddie Prince Jr. Is Marty. Ethan Embry is George. Whoa. That's some next level stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. Rex Manning day. Yeah. Dude, um, Liv Tyler, would, Liv Tyler would be a great Jennifer. Ooh, yeah. Actually. Like a great yeah. Claudia Wells Jennifer. Right, yeah. You're good, Marty. You're real good. That's 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 great. I like that. Um, Is there an Empire Records minute? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I feel like I just heard you like write something down. Like, write yourself a note. Okay, okay. It's like okay. it's like it's like the girl <laughs> in that scene in Goodfellas. Okay, <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. Okay. So so what about uh your your George seventies George seventies George um against who'd you say Kurt Russell? Is that who you said? Well, hold on. I'm gonna look up how old Kurt Russell is because he might he might be already he might have been already too old by the seventies. Cause yeah, because I think used cars was the seventies. Yeah, used cars was the seventies. So he was already, yeah, he was a teen star in the sixties. Oh, okay. So I think, um, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Okay, you know what? Screw it. Um, friggin', 
Uh, we're gonna keep Mark Hamill. Her, we're gonna keep yeah, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill as 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 Marty McFly. Mm. Um, Orson Welles as Doc. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is magical, Marty. <laughs> Marty, <laughs> the time machine. <laughs> you will pick up my hand and press the play button. Oh my god! Oh, um, and I think my George uh, would be, um, Richard Dreyfus. Mm. Richard Dreyfus, okay, playing young when he goes back. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, um, let's see, '90s Doc, um, maybe um, we, we what's say- his name from the from the newsroom? What's his name? Oh, oh, uh, uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff Daniels, I think. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, people forget that he's like a really good like character actor. Yeah, either Jeff Daniels or Lithgow, I think. Yeah. Um, he, whoever he, had more chemistry with yeah. Freddie Prince Jr., I guess. Because we said Goldblum was too young. Uh, in the 90s? <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, he's, he's younger than... Um, definitely younger than Christopher Lloyd was, but Christopher Lloyd was younger than he was playing also. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. You know what? I take sure. it. I, I take it back. He was still doing 19 used cars. Wasn't until 1980. He was still doing teen movies in the seventies. So mm. he was like, he was still doing like those Walt Disney, like uh, follow oh, okay. super dad, barefoot executive. So yeah, Kurt Russell as, Okay, uh, Kurt Russell as as uh, Marty McFly. All right, fair enough. Um, I think Lorraine, uh, Renee Zellweger. Oh boy! Wait, am I just casting Empire Records? I think I'm just casting. <laughs> oh, <Empire>. just <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should have I should have sensed what was going on when you said Ethan Embry. But uh, well, I said yeah. Ethan Embry, and then you suggested Liv Tyler. That's true. And then, I didn't help. I didn't help. Right. So I anyway. All right. So anyway. Um. All right. Let me think. Uh. What? Who? Who else we got? Oh. Oh. Oh my God. Oh my God. Drop everything. Seth Green as Marty McFly. Oh my God. Seth yeah. Green is Marty McFly. Boom. Forever. Uh. Boom. Ethan Embry is George. Um. Jeff Daniels as uh as Doc. Mm-hmm. Um and then I would go ahead and cast uh let's see. <sighs> Who would be good for Lorraine? I don't know. For the 90s? Yeah. Joan Cusack? Joan Cusack? Joan Cusack was like a grown adult woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Anna Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Mm, I think she was too young. My girl. She was like, like fourteen. True. 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even Christina Ricci would have been too young. She'd be like early two thousands. Lorraine. What about um? Well, you don't know who she is. Never mind. Um. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a really great, like an actress that I love from the nineties, like a younger actress. And it's like, Oh, I don't want to do, I don't want to do Jennifer love Hewitt because that's just, I think Jennifer love Hewitt could play Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Um, but you wouldn't want her to be opposite Ethan Embry because then you're just doing can't hardly wait. Oh, wait. Okay. Okay. Think about it for, okay. Think about it. It's not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to, it's not going to click at first. Okay. Um, I, I keep wanting to call her by her fictional name. Uh, Katie Holmes. Oh, Katie Holmes is Lorraine. That's interesting. Yeah. Especially, especially '90s Katie Holmes. Mm-hmm. So right, right around like Dawson's Creek. Yeah, and she's like That's an old, good. and she's an old age makeup in the '80s. But then she's like regular Katie Holmes when they go back to the '50s. Okay, I like that. You sold me. Uh, what about Biff? 
Wait, have I have I done my Lorraine yet? No, you haven't. Who's okay. your seventies Lorraine? My seventies Lorraine. I have two, and you tell uh-huh. me what you think of, of each one. Okay. Um, so my first my first pick, the first like the first act the first offer that I would make uh, would be Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Was she? Right? Yeah, because she's like like Halloween era. Oh, Halloween era. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then, and but then, and we didn't know it yet, but you know, with the power of this, you know, with metagaming is we now know how good she can be a comedy. Right. So like, oh, I bet she could, you know, uh, that's and then very if, true. Yeah. And then if she wasn't available, uh, my number two would be Goldie Hawn. Hmm. So a little, uh, Kurt Russell, uh, Goldie Hawn, uh, pre-union. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it would be like, yeah, and it'd be fun because they don't want to make out in real life. I mean, in the movie that they do in real life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so let's see. So Biff, um, nineties, nineties Biff, um, Anthony Michael Hall. No, I don't like that. Uh, Anthony and, um, nineties Biff. Uh, who, who was like a, Oh God! You know who else would be a really good George? Not to replace uh, Ethan Embry. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Matthew Lillard. Oh yeah, that would be great. That'd be pretty good too. Um, let's see. Nineties uh, Biff. Nineties um, Biff. I don't know who was like a bigger like bully guy in the nineties. I bet it would have to be like it wasn't. It wouldn't be a star. It would be like a character actor. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Nineties Biff, man, that's hard. Who's oh, your Who's uh, your seven? What about What about John Favreau? Oh, that's pretty good. I like that. Or even uh, Vince Vaughn, actually. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, I like that. What about you? What about Who's your, Who's your Biff? In the seventies. Yeah. Who is your George? Oh, uh, Richard Dreyfus. Oh, oh, okay. Richard Dreyfus. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So who's your who's your Biff? Seventies you, Biff. Are you ready? Yes. Stallone. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Cause he's not playing super big characters in one. Hey, what are you looking at, butthead? What are you looking at, butthead? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> McFly. Oh God, that's so good. I love that. Oh man. That's excellent. Make like a tree. Get out. Oh, man. That's awesome. No, I love that. All right. So that's uh, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, so uh, let's see. His final question is uh, what are Doc and Marty doing now or whatever it is? They are 30 years in their personal timelines after the events of Back to the Future 3. Oh, so like in 2017, what are they doing? What are they doing like right literally right now? Yeah. I think Marty is um puttering about the house, uh making some breakfast. Maybe mm-hmm. he's uh maybe he's got uh <laughs> this maybe, is very specific. I don't know that he some, meant this specific. Maybe he's got some Huey Lewis playing on his on his phone, you know, on Spotify. I and, think uh, he's getting oh, ready go for a good week. He's getting ready for a long weekend with the family. Okay. Um, I think that he never made it big as a musician. Yeah, yeah. But I think that he he is a producer, like a music producer. And yeah, I think that or, he's or, like he's like a, he's like an engineer. Like he's like yeah, in exactly the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a producer man. does. Yeah, that's what a producer does in music. He he runs the the board yeah, and stuff. Totally. Um, so I think he's that kind of. Uh, that kind of music producer and he started like finding bands and then I think he still plays like in a like in like a cover band or something just for fun yeah. like on the weekends. Yeah, like the like the like the dad like the dad's and young adult. Yeah, totally, totally. That's that's yeah. what I think Marty's doing. Doc is uh sadly passed away. Yeah, Doc is 100% stone cold dead. I mean, uh, but but the thing is is like he's both dead and alive because that's yeah. how time travel what works. What does death so like even mean at that point when you're when you've been in that many different time zones? Right. Right. So I don't I don't know. 
Um, he's, he's free. He's part of the cosmos now that he loves us. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, so our next... I just keep picturing okay. Marty like being like, yeah, no, nah, I've been, I, I've, I've worked with them all, man. Stones came in here back in 95. Uh, Oasis came in here. Uh, man. Yeah. I've seen them all. <laughs> just like this <laughs> half asleep, like 23 year old. That's like just started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so our next question comes from David. He asked, do you think doc reversed engineered the hoverboard to use it on his new time train? Yes. I, I think to a certain extent, but I, I don't think for what you would think he he used it for. I don't think he reverse engineered the hoverboard for the hovering components of the train. I think he did that in the future, but I do think he used some of the technology to build the flux capacitor oh, that sure. he uses in the train. It's like, you know, um, tech is tech. Yeah, it's like how with each Iron Man suit, you can kind of, because those, you know, those designers are just so effing good that, that you can see which you know what tony stark the character learned from each model the last one you know Mm -hmm. yeah um next question comes from rich who asked if you could get your hands on a time machine where would you go oh the age-old question yeah i'd go to the 80s and go watch back to the future you know what uh if I can just, uh, in, in some small little tip of the hat to um, our big brothers over at Star Wars Minute, mm-hmm. uh, we're recording this on May 25th, the year mm-hmm. of our Lord, 2017. <laughs> and uh, today, there's no place I'd rather travel through time than 40 years ago today in mm-hmm. uh, California to go see Star Wars in theaters. Yeah, I think I'd go with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a treat that would be. Yeah, <laughs> the way you say that, it's just like, oh, what a treat that would be. Note to self, come up with a different place to go. <laughs> yeah, well, remember, the first movie you and I ever saw together was The Force Awakens. In person together, yeah. In person yeah. together. Well, I, mean, I don't yeah, know what else true. to count. <laughs> I guess. I, did we ever do, we never recorded like a commentary or anything like that? I don't I don't think I ever did a did you 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 did a sofa dogs right like just you and John yeah I did I did some sofa dogs I think you did some sofa dogs but I don't think we maybe. ever did one together no I don't think so okay well cool. oh, you know we well no because we didn't do commentaries at Geek movie night at Geek Show we used to just talk about it afterwards right right sure. you know what a commentary so. podcast might be kind of fun yeah I think it would be but um. Anyway, more, more, yeah, uh, sorry, more sorry. to discuss about that later. Sure, um, sure. So uh, let's see. So that's what we, we would go back. We we're super lame and we just go back in time and watch movies. Watch a movie, yeah. Hey, that we've already seen. Yeah, we've seen like dozens and dozens of times. It would be crazy to see a pristine, pristine copy oh, yeah. of pre-special edition star wars oh yeah like no drug i could no drug i could ever take would could match that oh that would be insane um so anyway yeah that uh okay so next questions come from uh it's another lightning round from past guests of the show very recent past guests of the show jay malone Mm -hmm. uh first question name alternate future beverages to go with pepsi perfect um pepsi gelfling (laughs) <laughs> they wouldn't have known it yet, but Coca-Cola Classic. <laughs> Coca-Cola Classic. <laughs> uh, cherry, um, cherry Vanilla Pepsi Perfect. Cherry Vanilla Pepsi Perfect. Uh, let's see. Uh, Coke Less Than Zero. Um, just, just an 80s reference. Um, I don't know. Uh, future beverages. What, what, what's, what's your favorite beverage? Me, like right now? Yeah. You know, I I love I love a good I love a good sweet tea. I'm from the south. I'm from Texas. Yeah. So, ice sweet cold. Tea. Does that is it, but Texas isn't the south. It's the it like I mean it is the south, but it's not like the south. It's like the west technically, right? You know, I've had a lot of conversations about this with friends of mine about <laughs> what I've killed all of them and now you're next. <laughs> <laughs> about about what constitutes the the South, because um, if you ask an Oklahoman, uh, you would get 
different responses depending on just the, the people, you know. Some people say Oklahoma's the South. Some people say, well, no, it's not. It's the it's the Midwest. And like I've never I've never thought of Texas as the West. I've always thought of it as a South. But now that you say it, it is it is very much a part of the West as much as like, you know, New Mexico or uh yeah, so weird. But yeah, what's your favorite beverage? Uh well what would how would you futurize sweet tea? It's so sweet pretty. tea. It's okay. Well, you know what? I would um I would have a thing where I would I could save my settings to where it would always have cuz I think everyone has a perfect in their in their taste buds a perfect combination of sugar and tea, you mm-hmm. know? So some one man's too sweet is another man's not sweet enough, uh mm-hmm. as in so so many things in life. So yeah, I think it would be cool to just but then that's just about finding the perfect brand. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but having like having like tea in a bottle where you like control the level of sweetness that would be cool. yeah, totally. Or imagine a glass that was self cooling. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool too. Yeah, you wouldn't even need those. You wouldn't even need ice ice globs. That's not even uh, that's not even uh, sweet tea specific. That's for every everything. Yeah, totally. Imagine like a close up of someone handing you a glass of beer and the glass frost itself. Ugh. That's that's uh, I mean, we see that at work in like every X-Men movie, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> or the Flash. Um, no, that's uh, that's that's good. I like that. Um, I don't uh, I'm trying to think of a way to futurize coffee. That's true. You love coffee. I think uh, I think. Um, what if similar to like, uh, cause you know how like the cocoa bean is sometimes like in, 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 in distress, you know, like the, you know, the, the future of coffee is sometimes like, oh no, like parts of the rainforest or whatnot. What if you developed like a, a small village in the Amazon, like a Wakanda almost type situation mm. that was just dedicated to the exploration and advancement of like coffee technology you know how like you know some, somehow i don't think this this question has gone in the direction that jay meant <laughs> he's like jesus christ no okay so i've got it all right so this wouldn't be this wouldn't be for me yeah yeah um but but it is coffee related so you know how those those people who love the smell of coffee but hate the taste of coffee sure i don't I understand them but i've heard of them I I would create uh, a drink that tastes the way coffee smells. Wow. Yeah. It'd be it, co- coffee perfect. <laughs> coffee per- Dude, imagine a cup of coffee that mm-hmm. tastes the way autumn feels. Oh. Now you're getting into some Willy, Willy Wonka of Starbucks kind of. Because that's, uh, that, that's, to me, that's the best time to drink coffee is like early October. Yeah, you're seasonal. I'm just every single morning person. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do I can't live without coffee. Um and I can't live without more of these emails. Next question. So keep them coming. Uh, from, next question from Jay. Huey Lewis, genius or prophet? Um <laughs> I'm going to say genius and profit yeah yeah i'm, I'm, uh, as, I'm in, as in cash money <laughs> i'm gonna say warrior poet <laughs> uh next question if if somehow there were to be a back to the future four what's your pick for time period tanned descended or ancestor an alternate take on the delorean to get marty and doc home okay picture this We've talked about this a lot on No but, Roads. But I don't think I've shared this idea before with you because I just had it two seconds ago. Okay. We go back in time to the 1930s. For the first time in the franchise's history, we actually go east to New York City. Oh, and, okay. And um, Lorraine and a, uh, a, a Baines is a famous aviatrix in the vein of Amelia Earhart. <laughs> and she's played by Zoe Deutsch. Uh, okay. And like, I don't know, just the idea of like a depression era. Like imagine like the old, 
like Max Fleischer Superman cartoons, but like with Back to the Future. Mm. Okay, interesting. Uh, what's who's your uh, Tannen uh, descendant or uh, ancestor? My, my Tannen descendant would be um, God. My 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 ancestor. My immediate instinct would be a cop. I mean, no, 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 no. I was going to say a gangster, but we already kind of have that in the video game. So imagine kind of like an Elliot Ness Tannen. Oh, like or, somebody like really. Okay. Or, or keeping with the, the, I really like the idea of a Baines being like an aviatrix. So what if Tannen was like a, like the Red Baron? Mm. Like, like okay. a world, like a, like a German fighter pilot that shot down like a bunch of people. Like oh, like a World War Two era, uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, or or World War One. Okay, I have always had this weird thought. I don't know if I've ever brought this up before, but yeah. if we don't, if we don't stay in Hill Valley, mm-hmm. if we go east, I've always had this crazy idea of uh, of of Marty and Doc ending up during the Revolutionary War and <laughs> Marty. Uh, ending up being Paul Revere and being like the red coats are coming. <laughs> it, it turns out there was no, or it turns out Paul Revere didn't do that because Marty did, and that's how the legend yeah. started. Right? Yeah. And and somebody's like asked him what his name is, and he's like, "Oh, it's Paul. Paul Revere." Paul Revere. <laughs> yeah. What? That that would be that would be mine. Would be, that would uh, be great. Revolutionary War. Uh, and they're involved in like the 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 Boston Tea Party and all that yeah. stuff. Like Marty is. I don't no, know if that all. I don't know if that all lines up historically. But yeah, that era. Yeah, don't you see it? Just you have these unalienable rights. Like, just imagine Marty in like a powdered wig. Oh my god! Yeah, or just dress like <laughs> right, a, yeah. or dress like a seventeen hundreds like stable boy. Right. Yeah. And like then a, like uh, a and then Tannen, of course, Tannen would be a red coat. Oh, of course. No, he would be he would be uh, he would be like a traitor. Like a yeah, like a I mean, like sure. Mom. I mean, but yeah, a red coat, basically. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but he's Benedict Arnold. <laughs> um, Benedict Tannen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and that would be that would be my Benjamin Franklin. Um, what's your, oh, 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 I like that. Uh, what's your, or he is Benjamin Franklin. Um, what's your, what's your alternate take on, uh, on a DeLorean? The DeLorean's destroyed. Oh, it would Would be. Would it just be the train? Um, well, I, uh. Take the train into Manhattan? Well, for, for, well, I, I just decided that the aviatrix's name is going to be Babe Baines. Ooh. And babe, and so I think her. Imagine a World War One plane with a flux capacitor on it. Oh, and she's like, "Hold on, boys!" And like, dun, oh, dun. that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's real good. I love that. Um, for me, in the Revolutionary War, I don't know a horse. I mean, it can't be. You wouldn't be able to go fast enough. Just like becomes a yeah, it like, comes like a skeleton running in fire because it's the most like metal thing. Um, I don't know. Mine, like, mine like might a fall apart. A carrot can't that can't go fast shoot, enough. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, I think maybe it would have to start in the future, so you'd bring something from the future back. Oh yeah, and some kind of like like a device they could keep in their pockets or something. Or or you know just some sort of vehicle from the you made future. A, you made a time machine. Out of a zoon? No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm not sure about alternate DeLorean. I'm not sure. As far as uh, Revolutionary War, maybe somebody else has some ideas. Um, so thanks, uh, thanks, Jay. Uh, next one comes from Dave, who asks, "Will the FBI ever investigate Doc Brown?" Um, considering the. Uh the things that uh, he's done for our country, uh, pr- pr- primarily during World War II, I would say that the FBI uh, kind of has kind of lets Doctor Emmett Brown do whatever he wants at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that they investigate him after the incident at the mall, but he's not around to be investigated. So 
Um, I think that's how the McFlies end up with the uh, control of the of his property. Right, right, right. I think that's how I think that's how it goes. Um, okay, next question comes from Brian. Okay. Uh, if you could go back and change anything about the Back to the Future Minute show, what would you do? Oh, like like he, our show, he, like the podcast? Our show, yeah. And he says less stock impressions is the wrong answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wish I was better earlier. Uh-huh. Like, that's, that's it. I, I just, like, I just, you know, I mean, that's life, though. Like, I wish I knew then what I knew now, you know, but um uh you know picking i would have i i i the one thing i would have changed what would be um i would have gotten the mics we're using now from the beginning yeah and two i would have uh i would have soundproofed your room in chicago right while you were while you were over yeah yeah um because because your Chicago place was loud and got and bought you central hair. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. God, um, yeah. So I yeah. think that's about it. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm pretty proud of the show. Yeah. You overall. know, it wasn't it wasn't my first rodeo, despite what it sounded like. Uh, I had yeah. been we had been both been podcasting for a while, even up to that point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, well, that, never... that actually that actually brings us to our email. If you want to oh. read our email. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so we, we got an email. Um, thank you guys so much for your, for your lightning round questions. This comes from, uh, uh, Katrina Mayo, uh, mm -hmm. potentially Mayo. Um, and, Hey, Scott and Nick, you guys really struck gold with this podcast and Jeff parentheses, my boyfriend and I are pretty bummed that it is coming to an end. Of course, we will be supporting your other podcasts, especially Spider-Man and Cornetto. Uh, you two have excellent chemistry together and possibly a friendship. That's one in a Googleplex smiley face. No. Uh, Scott's next podcast endeavor, Sans Nick, is Spider-Man Minute. Spider-Man, like all superheroes, has an origin story. My question is, what is your friendship origin story? I went back to Back to the Future Minute episode one to see if you guys mentioned it. But you mentioned that you work on dueling genre productions together, that you, along with Cass, record The Doctor's Companion, and that you have been writing partners for close to seven years now. What's your when Nick met Scott story or vice versa? Congrats on making an amazing podcast. I'm truly happy to have stumbled across your podcast in 2016. Warm regards, Katrina, Kat, Maya. Sent from mm -hmm. my iPhone. <laughs> Which is impressive. That was a really uh, well that was a really well written email. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, so for, so do you do you want to take this because it, i mean your your step in this story comes first yeah i feel like yeah i feel like mine i feel like my part happens in like the in like the in like the kirk's and like the jj abrams star trek of our friendship i think like that scene happens first mm -hmm. um so yeah i got an ipod and <laughs> and um, <laughs> in like 2005 2006 and yeah, yeah, it was 2006, and I uh, I was listening to some podcasts. I just found out what podcasts were, and I was like, oh, "That's kind of cool. You can like listen to it like on your ears, like radio." Because I always liked listening to radio, like talk radio, like I don't know, just converse conversation in general is like. But that's that's like primal DNA Nick stuff. So I typed in the word geek because uh, that's what I was, and uh, <laughs> and there were like three podcasts in the world at that point and the two under uh, when you when you when you looked up geek yeah but not that much more in general and yeah. um and the two that i found from that search on on itunes was geek drome uh which mm -hmm. was a podcast hosted by jonathan london who now runs geekscape and dan trachtenberg who uh went on to direct 10 cloverfield lane um and uh, another podcast called Two Geeks and Mike and a Podcast, which was co-hosted by Scott, and I just thought he seemed like a chill dude. I just liked his. I think the first episode I listened to was when he reviewed Superman Returns. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and I was just like, oh, this guy seems really cool, and I just liked the podcast. And you know, it, it's kind of like what I assume listening to this show is like, where you just kind of sense that 
you know, it's like, oh, this is someone that I relate with. And like, we agree with some stuff, you know, it's, it's like, why, it's why you listen to podcasts. And so Geek by Night was happening and he was like, I need writers. And I, I was like, oh crap, I'm a writer. So I emailed him and that's kind of when I think your scene starts. Yeah. So I, I remember Nick as a listener of, uh, of two geeks and Mike in a podcast because he would email us because back then there was like no social media. So it was just like, we would get emails from people occasionally. That's also how I met, uh, Michael Gorman past guest of the show. Um, he was also a listener who, who emailed us, uh, who was listening to our show and emailed us. Um, and, uh, so I, I knew Nick by name because of emails that he would send in occasionally, um, to the show. And then when I started working on the original geek by night, OG geek by night back in 2007, um, he, it wasn't that we were looking for writers. It was, it was that we were casting it. Oh, I always get that part wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's that we were casting it. Well, yeah, because you always forget that you play a part in <laughs> Kick by Night yeah. and still do. <laughs> it still do. Um, yeah, so we we uh, we did an initial five episodes and we had one guy cast as Elliot and one guy cast as Billy and uh, neither actor ended up working out. Um, basically, we had a falling out with one actor and then when we recast that role and then got the show back off the ground. The other Billy was like, mm, I don't want to do this anymore. And we're like, Oh, okay, cool. Uh, well, this is the perfect time to drop out. So that's good. Um, so we were like, okay, we need a new Billy. And I think I mentioned it on two geeks or something like that, that we were looking for a new Billy and, uh, or maybe like put out something on the geek by night feed or something like that. And Nick was like, uh, I'll, you know, he, he auditioned. He was like one of the people that auditioned for, um, Billy for new Billy. And, uh, and he was great. And so I gave it to him. And, uh, so then he was part of like the geek by night scene. And then at one point he wrote fan geek by night fan fiction. Um, it's true. And, and, uh, and sent me geek by night fan fiction. That was like a take on Cloverfield, but with the geek by night characters, it was, um, it was I, super timely at the time. Yeah. And I, uh, I really loved it and I thought he nailed the character voices and I was like, oh man, if, when we start getting new writers, I'm, I'm going to come back to this guy. Um, and then, uh, we started looking for new writers. So he was like the first person I came to and basically systematically over the course of the last five episodes of the original geek by night with each with each episode we would lose another writer and nick would write another episode and so we ended up writing like four out of five of yeah. of those final five episodes because writers just kept leaving because they had other stuff like life stuff get in the way and they couldn't do it mm -hmm. um and uh and yeah and then nick and i like through that just became really good friends and then um at that point, I think I was on Geek Show, uh, which was like a, another network of podcasts that was owned by um, my friend Randy McKinney. And uh, at that point, um, I think Nick was like, hey, like I want to do a podcast. So then he started a podcast um, with with his friend. Uh, what was that well, podcast? It was called Geek Easy as in speed. Oh, right. And uh, it was with yeah. my friend. It was with my friend Will Ritchie. Uh, yeah, we were still in high school at this point. I was still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you guys, uh, you guys did that show and you did like six of them. And then I think you guys had a falling out and just stopped doing it. Yeah. Um, and it was nowhere near regular cause you were both in high school, but like, you know, we didn't really care cause we were just like, well, I mean, it's no skin off our nose. Like we don't, we don't care if you don't put out your show, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I think you guys ended up just doing about six over the course of six months or something like that. Yeah, and crazy. then, uh, and then just stopped doing it. Um, and then I think at that point I had become the, the, the co-host of, of, uh, of Geekin, which was like the flagship podcast of that, uh, network. And then you stayed on and then Geek by Night wasn't coming back. And you were like, hey, I have a show called Red Shirts that I want to do. So then we did Red Shirts with you. And then you did Queen Witch, um, which was like an audiobook thing that you read yourself, which was really great. Uh, and then like just like through all of this, like social media became a thing. And so we talked a lot more. And like, on, like uh, Twitter kind of came into play and like Twitter right. kind of 
finally there was an app that matched our speed in which we could communicate with each other. Right. Uh, yeah. So when I when we say that we've been writing partners since seven years, it's really because of that those initial Geek by Night episodes. Um and then which I think I think we're technically after like the geek easy stuff. You know, um, it's 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 weird. You're saying all this for the first time, much like Marty and Doc, our our friendship is was forged through kind of just having a job to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and like table readings and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh and uh and then just like over time, I mean, there would be times where we would communicate more and then times where we would communicate less. Yeah. And then um, I forget what happened when we officially became writing partners. You was know, it Geek by Night coming back? Yeah, there was. So, yeah. So, like, I was always, God, it really is like a freaking like, relationship story. But, you know, Scott yeah. had had other writing partners in the past and I was always Have like. Have we ever done a podcast together? I guess, oh, a movie night at Geek Show. That was the yeah. time we did a, a podcast together. Yeah, like as like co-hosts. Right. Um, but yeah, and so he had, you know, Scott had one or two uh, professional like writing partnerships that uh, kind of would dissipate. And, um, and you know, just kind of just eventually just being a friend, you know, and I would just be there. And then I think the first formal we should maybe start writing stuff together just make you know just because we've kind of been walking around it for all these years was when geek by night came back and that was when we started thinking of screenwriting as as like oh we could do this together yeah yeah because we realized that we filled in each other's gaps of uh talent i guess of yeah. like <laughs> yeah of like yeah just like everything i'm bad at nick is good at and everything nick is bad at i'm good at yeah. Um. And so we end up writing like really good stuff together. In mm -hmm. in in my uh, in my opinion. Um. And uh. Yeah. So we started doing Geek by Night, and then we did we wrote like a pilot for like a TV show, and then we did a spec script for an Arrow episode, and then um kept write, writing Geek by Night, and we work on screenplays together, and uh all kinds of stuff. So by the time this came in, I was um I. We had yeah. already been. We had started not writing at that point too. Yeah, and, we started not writing. And you would you would become one of the co-hosts on the Doctor's Companion. Yes, with with Cass, who right has. I mean, I don't even. She does not deserve to be a, a minor character in our story because, like, her journey into like the geek by night dueling genre world is like its own story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah. So and, and then by the time I was in Chicago, we had. Well, so I had I had um, mindrobber.net, uh, which was my old um, my old site with my old my ex writing partner, and uh, we had done uh, we had done a podcast called the Mind Robbers and the Mind Robbers Versus, um, where we sort of like covered uh, a, like every episode of Batman the Animated Series and Veronica Mars, and we did Buffy until we had a falling out, and then we never finished it, um, and. Uh, uh, yeah, so we were doing that. And then while that was happening, he was also my co-host on the doctor's companion. And that was the first thing that he left, um, was the doctor's companion. So he left that. And so then I was like, okay, so I need new co-hosts. And I ended up going to Cass and Nick to be my new co-hosts. Uh, and then, so Nick and I were doing that. And then we started working on geek by night. And then we, Every every uh, time we would work on Geek by Night or any other thing we were writing, we would inevitably talk about other stuff, like just whatever, for like an hour beforehand. So then we were like, we should start recording that. So then that's how not writing started, um, was from doing that. And then after the full falling out with my ex-writing partner happened, we decided to start our own site, which is how Dueling Genre started. Um, and then, uh, and then yeah, and then everything else happened. Yeah, so I think yeah, so it's it's a long story, but I think what I what I kind of am taking away from it now that we're kind of reaching this benchmark is that you know, if you just stick around with people and and not even in like a lecherous LA, you know, I I I I think you know the phrase it's all about who you know can be sometimes misunderstood where it's like, you know, the 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 way you treat people matters. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, like Scott and I's friendship is something that kind of grew over the course of like a decade. Mm-hmm. And just by being decent to each other a little bit over the course of a long time, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, it pays dividends. And I, I think I think that go and I'm super grateful that that is our story because it I, I am reminded of that story every time we talk to our listeners. Yeah. You know, I mean, the reason that I feel absolutely no superiority or anything between like our us doing the show and you guys listening to the show is because like that's how I friggin met Scott was I was a guy that liked his podcast and I emailed him. Yeah. So so yeah, so I think that's community is something that I've always really found uh power in. And yeah. it's one of the coolest parts of dueling genre right now. Yeah, and it's been my favorite part of doing this show. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I love I love like goofing around and and talking about Back to the Future and, and Spider-Man really now. like yeah, yeah. And like, but like really grinding down back to the future and everything. But like mm-hmm. mostly it's just an excuse to hang out with Nick for a couple hours a week. Yeah, because and like we've never lived together before. Like we've never lived in the same state. Right, right. The closest we came was when we were like three hours apart. Um, yeah. When you were in Chicago. But that's that's it. That's the closest it ever came. Um and we met we we met for the first time because of this show. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. And and um and, you know, going back to Marty and, and, and Doc, you know, while we haven't really we don't have a lot of I mean, we've watched like movies together now, like Star Trek and stuff. But, you know, my friendship with him isn't the friendship of, uh, you know, goofing around and playing video games and, you know, going to the beach. I don't know. But like, you know, it's through doing stuff like, you know, like kind of like Marty and Doc, where it's like it's so interesting that there's is a friendship that's entirely based on action and not so much like how they feel about each other. Right. It kind of doesn't come up as much. Like there's never been a back to the future story about doc and Marty not getting along. Right. We're being, and the closest we get is citizen Brown, but that's like in a very interesting nuanced way. Yeah. That took a turn. Um, (laughs) um, hold on. Sorry. Uh, Nick no, Tofty sent me a message and um let's see thirty seven. Okay, what did you what did you finish that with? What did you say? Well yeah, and and, and just uh yeah. So it it's it's cool and it's um it's it's offered a unique perspective of doing just podcasting in general. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this becomes now that like you know phase one in some respects is is ending mm-hmm. yeah for sure um all right well uh speaking of uh things ending um i think we've uh i think we've reached the end of this and uh you know we we uh I, we're done covering this these movies minute by minute um, however, we're not done necessarily quite yet. Uh, we have a few more things that we want to cover. Um, so for one, uh, we, let's see. So, okay. So our plan is that we're going to take some time off. Um, and one of the, one of the things we have some like planned hiatus, so like lead up to our series finale kind of specials happening um and uh the first thing that we're going to do is um we're going to be uh let's see so so okay so first we have no roads edition which is going to continue we have um the last the last episode of the video game and the last issue of the first arc of the comic i believe left uh Mm -hmm. to cover and then we're going to be covering the deleted scenes um, from, uh, all three movies. Uh, so those will be three separate, uh, no roads editions. Um, so, uh, so that all will be on our Patreon. Uh, so if that's kind, if those, those are things that you're interested in hearing, then you're going to want to check that out on the, the next thing on the main feed, uh, however, will be a live reading of the shooting script to back to the future, um, which is, uh, going to be with, 
a bunch of the cast of Geek by Night, including past guests of the show, Naomi Wong as Doc, Zach Luna as Mar- Marty McFly, um, and uh, Chris O'Connor as Biff, amongst lots of other people. Um, so you're going to want to stay subscribed to the feed because that's going to be coming out next month sometime or possibly in July. Um, we're also going to be covering the uh, Back to the Future, The Ride, um, which will lead to a live episode that will be happening Saturday, August 26th in Chicago. Um, you can uh, go to, uh, I forget what the, what the, what the link is. I think it's like, I think it's, I think it's up at moviesbyminutes.com. Yeah. I'm not sure. And it's at but the anyway. Greenhouse Theater. Yeah, it's at the Greenhouse Theater. So you can go to the Greenhouse Theater site and buy tickets there. Um, there's, uh, there's like some seminar stuff early in the day for movies by minute uh, podcast makers. And then there's like a big show at the end where um, Indiana Jones, Star Wars Minute, and I don't know who else. And then us uh, are going to be doing uh, live shows and uh, we're going to be covering the actual ride portion of Back to the Future, the ride. So as a lead up to that, we're going to be we're going to be covering like the stuff that you watch when you're waiting in line. Um, and we're going to be covering that in like, like probably like five minute chunks or something. I'm going to, I'm going di- to divide it up so that, um, hopefully it takes a full week to get through it all. So when we, when we actually post the episodes, you'll just have like a one-off week of back to the future minute episodes, um, where we're covering all the rides. And then Friday's episode would be the live episode from mm-hmm. Chicago. So that'll be dropping in September sometime. Um, and, uh, unless you're, unless you're at the live show and then you'll, you'll see it. Um, but, uh, that'll be, so yeah, that'll be September sometime. And then something else that we're going to do is, uh, Nick and I are going to record commentary tracks for all three back to the future movies. Um, and I think we'll release those sporadically. Um, I don't think, I don't want to make those Patreon exclusive. I want to put those in the main feed, I think. Um, yeah. And so I don't know if that's going to come, I don't know if those are going to come after the live episode or before we'll have to talk about that. Um, Cause I feel like it would be nice to put some distance between ourselves and the movies. Definitely. Yeah. Um, before recording the commentaries. So we might just do that like right before we switch over to Cornetto minute, uh, which would be, cause it would be also be a good way to wrap this show up is just doing commentary tracks for each movie. And then that's the end. Um, I think that's probably uh, a really good way of doing it. So um, that's probably what we'll do. We'll probably put out the commentaries after the ride conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so that's how we'll wrap up the show is doing that. Um, and then uh, we'll be going into Cornetto Minute. But Cornetto Minute actually is going to be launching next month, um, the end of next month. Uh, well, the end of June, I guess that's this month, uh, as of you guys listening to this, um, the end of the month, uh, where we're going to start talking about, uh, spaced episodes of spaced, um, one episode a week, uh, as a lead up to our October premiere of Cornetto minute. Mm -hmm. So So it's not not nearly as long as you thought. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're, we got, we got lots of, uh, stuff planned for the future, um, I'm really excited for the, uh, the, the live reading. We didn't get to, um, at least last time I checked, we didn't get to our, um, our goal with, uh, reviews, um, to do, uh, the 67 draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if we're going to do that or not, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep checking through June and see if we hit it. Um, and uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe we'll get there. I don't know. Totally. Because I, I feel like I feel like we have a lot of listeners who listen late. Yeah, listen, yeah. I mean, like Scott yeah. from the very beginning, Scott's vision was always to have this be what's called an evergreen show, which means that if we're still alive, like in 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 2018, you can listen to Back to the Future Minute from the very beginning and have. Just as, you know, just as a hopefully an enjoyable experience as people who started listening back in 2015. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, we haven't had any new reviews since uh, the end of April. Um, So I think our call for reviews only got us like four 
new reviews. So well, I think we're out of people who are willing to leave reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's okay. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to do the, the, uh, back to the future shooting draft. And, uh, if we get up to our goal, um, by that point, we'll, uh, we'll do the 67 draft at some point as well. Um, but, uh, if not, then, uh, we don't and no big deal. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, any closing <laughs> thoughts? Indeed. Uh, any closing thoughts on uh, Back to the Future Minute, Nick Jimenez, and the news? Oh, man. Um, friggin' good job, Scott. <laughs> good job, Nick. We really we did all right for a couple of goofballs. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is our longest episode? Oh, man. Probably. Um, which is yeah. insane because like we've done some three-hour not writings. But um, yeah, but like longest back to the future. Yeah, I'm always like a little bit. I'm always a little bit miffed when like the series finale of a show I like isn't like a little bit longer. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, So, yeah, that uh, that wraps us up. And uh, hopefully we will, you know, you'll hear from us in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, not for a while, unless. Unless you're a Patreon subscriber, then you'll you'll hear us like almost every weekend. No. But if notes. not, just remember that uh, the future is whatever you make of it. So make it a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>